1: In political history, we love- just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real boys.
2: Do you think Joe Biden is the current president?
3: Well, he's obviously sitting in the White House. Do you think he's the president?
2: I'm asking you, but I'm just wondering, do you think, if, do you think that if the 2020 election was stolen, is Joe Biden the president?
3: Do you think the election was stolen?
2: I, I have no comment.
3: <laughs> do you think that Joe Biden garnered 81 million votes? Do you think the elections were fair? The problem is that the American people don't have all the answers because the media is part of the problem. Media is not reporting it. Media has never reported our forensic audit fairly. They're not reporting what's happening in Georgia. They're not reporting on these ballot traffickers that are being paid to drop off ballots. Media is doing a huge disservice to this country. And the people aren't getting the full story. But eventually I do think they will. And the media whose numbers are dropping dropping like a rock are going to continue to drop and pretty soon nobody will be watching because the media has turned their back on the people of America and not been honest. ABC News, CNN, MSNBC, spent more than three years lying to the American people, saying that Russia colluded with Donald J. Trump to steal an election in 2016. And they knew that was false. They knew they were peddling lies and they did nothing to stop it. It was a complete hoax and it was a lie. And now they're doing the opposite. We have evidence of corruption in our election, and they refuse to cover it. They refuse to be honest with the people of this country. It is disgusting what the media has done. And uh, I think their days are numbered when it comes to uh, surviving all of this. The business, when you're lying to the people and you're in media, that's a bad
1: business model. And just ask CNN, everybody, when you're lying to the people and you're a news organization, that's a bad business model. And CNN, much like other fake news, outlets out there, are hemorrhaging. They do not have the resources or the income any longer to be able to continue to fund <clears throat> the infrastructure in, their current, uh, in, their, in the current capacity. They just don't have it anymore. When you're only getting 500,000 viewers per episode and you have people like Joe Rogan making 11 million, you don't have long to go. There's, you cannot sustain that. I fully expect CNN to be purchased by somebody and rebranded. That is your next governor of Arizona, ladies and gentlemen, Carrie Lake. And the reason why she's going to win, the reason why she is going to win is because she was in the media. She understood what was going on in the media, and she left the media. And she knows all their tricks. She knows every one of their dirty, behind-the-back-door tricks, and they can't get her. They can't trip her up. She's got all the star power in the world. She's got an endorsement by President Donald J. Trump. Those are the kind of candidates that Donald Trump has been working behind the scenes to put in these very, very important state election seats, and those are the candidates of the future of the new Republican Party. Ladies and gentlemen, Carrie will be your next, Carrie Lake will be your next governor in Arizona. Mark my words, I said it here today, on February 3rd. Welcome to Live from America, you're locked and loaded right here, and I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you live from the live, free, or die state of New Hampshire, and like I say every day, and I'll never stop, it is a blessing, and it is an honor to be in this seat every day for you guys, five days a week. Thank you very much for allowing me to do this job for each and every one of you. I'd like to give you an update where we are with our monthly recurring uh, income. We are now over 80%, folks, about 81%, actually. That's how fast we climbed back. So for all you trolls, all you haters, all you corporations like PayPal, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Because if it wasn't for you haters, there'd be no winners. If there were no losers, there would be no winners. So it's nice to be on the winning side and watch the losers all cry with their pink hats on, screaming to the sky, because they have no intelligence. They have no guidance. They have no moral compass. They have no skill. And they have no real agenda as it pertains to what the American people want. Their agenda is is starting to turn upside down. The bottom is falling out of the left's agenda, just like it's falling out of CNN's agenda, just like it's falling out of the COVID agenda. It's, it, there's nothing they're going to be able to do about it. And I'm just so honored and happy to be here where we are today. I would like to ask for prayers, ladies and gentlemen, for one of our own. Thank you, Tom. God bless you, my friend. Tom said my monthly, uh, monthly donation restarted today. God bless you, brother. I appreciate that. I'd like to ask for prayers for Sean Fintech. Sean Fintech is one of our long time live from America viewers. Matter of fact, Sean Fintech had been watching the show since it was called Here We Go back in the early Facebook days. Sean asked us to pray for his dad and his daughter. Now, I don't want to get into the specifics very much, but I will kind of give you an overview of what's going on. His dad might not be here with us much longer. Um, facing complications from COVID and, 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 you know, just old age. And so his dad may not be with us much longer. So let's pray uh, for Sean uh, for, so that it's, uh, it's, that God kind of eases the pain of, uh, of, 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 of his passing when he does go. Um, But we're praying for you, Sean, God bless you. We love you, sir. And also he asked for prayers for his daughter. Uh, His daughter actually got uh, physically assaulted by her uh, husband, I believe, her boyfriend. And, uh, Sean just like I would do if somebody did that to my daughter uh, May not end up in the best places uh, because he's not going to allow that to happen Uh, So sean just make sure that you try to keep a level head my friend I'm, not going to tell you what to do or not to do if somebody did that to my daughter I'd probably not be able to do this show anymore either because I would be in prison So I understand where you're coming from. It's very hard to uh, To do the right thing in those situations. I guess who's who's to say what the right thing or the wrong thing is god So sean if you're listening this morning God is the one that you need to go to to find out the right or the wrong thing to do. Not me and not anybody on online from America, but we are praying for you through your hard time, sir. God bless you. Thank you, AMC Renault. God bless you. Thank you so ma- very much. She goes, every day that Freddie shows up, she's going to donate on Rumble Rants. Every day that those loser trolls show up, they're going to donate more money, make the show bigger, stronger, and better so that it can be in each one of your faces and each one of your eardrums every single day and to the point where you go out and just scream, Why can't I censor him anymore? Why can't I stop life from America anymore? (laughs) Speaking of dummies, ladies and gentlemen, do you know what today is? Ladies and gentlemen, today is the anniversary, the one-year anniversary of when I was completely kicked off Facebook for life. Let me show you what it looked like a year ago today. We cannot review the decision to disable your account. Your Facebook account has been disabled because it did not follow our communist standards. This decision cannot be reversed. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one year anniversary of Mark Zuckerberg canceling Live from America for good. And what do I have to say about that? Good times, come on. <laughs> Let's hear that one more time. Good times, come on. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the one year anniversary from when we finally, finally got away from that disgusting, evil platform good times, come on. that we know as Facebook. So today is the one year anniversary. Also, folks, also. We have a dum-dum for January to give away. And you know when it's time for the dum-dum Award, ladies and gentlemen, because we pull out the coveted dum Dumb Award. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a Dumb Dumb Award to give away. So let's cue that Dumb Dumb music, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, today here on Live From America, we honor a true Dumb dum Yes, ladies and gentlemen, today we are going to honor... One of the biggest dum-dums of all time. You might know her as Whoopi Goldberg. The rest of the world knows her as Jabba the Hutt. Whoopi Goldberg, you played a fortune teller on the movie Ghost. But I don't think that even you could predict what was about to happen to you today. Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi Pie, Whoopi Cushion, you get the dum-dum award of the of January here on uh, Live from America the world will for always and forever remember you as one of the biggest dum-dums on TV you will get what's coming to you, Whoopi Goldberg may God have mercy on your soul (laughs) folks Whoopi Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen, she gets the Dum Dumb Award for January. Oh, those are always fun, aren't they? Those are always fun. And I think she deserves it. You know what I mean? I really do think that she deserves it. Out of all the people in January to get the Dum Dumb Award, she deserves it. Because, I mean, let's go back to it real quick, folks. I know that it was an opportunity for the left and the right to have an actual discussion because one of their own gets canceled. I get it. And maybe we will have that discussion. But the fact of the matter is, when somebody who's continuously crying out for cancel culture and support of it, when somebody is continuously crying out that all white people are racist against all black people, no matter what, and then goes and says something so incredibly hurtful to so many people and so incredibly stupid that the Holocaust wasn't about race when that's the exact thing that it was about, you have to get the dum-dum for the month. You just have to. So ladies and gentlemen, yes, we've given away the Dumb Dumb Award, and we have celebrated our one-year anniversary from being completely removed from Facebook, and I think that calls for some, for some God, don't you? I think it's time to go to the Lord. This morning's newsletter was titled, Holding People Accountable to the Word. Today's a special day, folks. I wrote, today's the one-year anniversary when Mark Zuckerberg and his team got their undies in a bunch. And decided that Jeremy Harrell was no longer allowed on the Facebook platform for the rest of eternity. That was the moment that we all trusted in each other. But more importantly, God, to get us through that trial. It ended up being the best thing for me, my family, and the show. You, all of you, you guys beat a billionaire. They thought they would kill the show. And when that didn't work, the FBI came to intimidate us into submission. They didn't know that we were wearing the full armor of God and there was nothing that they could do to stop us. Now we are growing back stronger and even on a national news outlet now. I guess they found out the hard way that you can't beat God. Verse of the day, 1 Corinthians 4 18 through 21. For those following along, 1 Corinthians 4 18 through 21. Some of you have become arrogant thinking I will not visit you again. But I will come, and soon. If the Lord lets me, and then I will find out whether these arrogant people just give pretentious speeches or whether they really have God's power. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. Which do you choose? Should I come with a rod to punish you? Or should I come with love and a gentle spirit. This is a wonderful reminder that we cannot become arrogant and chil- uh, as children of God. Just because we have a relationship with God doesn't mean that he loves us any more or any less than he does non-believers. God loves all of us the same. We have to remember as we go through life, we have to remember that God loves every one of us the same. When we do become arrogant or think that God only shines his light on us or only bleeds red, white, and blue, it's up to our fellow Christians to reel us back in and help us see the truth. We have to hold each other accountable to the gospel, not our own desires. If we can remember that and commit ourselves to holding each other firm in the word of God, then we are On the very narrow but righteous path of Jesus. In his holy name we pray. Amen. We can't. I see it a lot, folks. I see a lot of Christians, even people on this show, that think that God is shining his light on us more than he is other people. And that's just not true. God is opening his arms to anybody who's willing. God is opening his arms to anybody who seeks him. God is opening up his arms to people who aren't even seeking him. It is up to us to bring that gospel and bring that word to those people. Yes, I know we're going to have days where we have arguments and discussions and debates. I know we're going to have days where we lightheartedly make fun of the other side. But when it all comes down to the meat and potatoes, folks, it is our job to hold each other accountable, to act as ambassadors to Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Let's say the Lord's uh, prayer. Remove your hat, please. And let's say this all together. And let's say it louder. And let's say it in more numbers than usual. So that people like the trolls that are on these sites, maybe, just maybe, get a little sense of what the gospel really means. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. If I could get uh, each of you To uh, to send out some shares, I would really appreciate that. Last night, for all of those who watch on Real America's Voice News, the show did not air on Real America's Voice News last night, and I was up till about 11.30 having discussions with the Real America's Voice team. The, um, there was a problem with the upload of the video to the show. There was a problem with uh, connection from here to there, and they did not be, they weren't able to get it up in time, ready to go live. So what they did is they just popped another show in. It was. They wanted me to let you guys know that they're sorry, very sorry, and that uh, they will do their best to not have that happen again. So just so you know, that's why it did not air last night, but we have got uh, we worked out those technical difficulties, and it should be fine moving forward. So just wanted to give you that update. Thank you very much. I do want to give a few shout-outs before we get ready to go here. Um, Siberian Girl 86, God bless you. Thank you for watching on Rumble. You're very much appreciated. Of course, AMC Renault. Amy, God bless you. Thank you very much. Greg. Seventy-seven Rock and Robin says, "I sent out a share when I got this this morning. Good, thank you very much. You know what? It, it doesn't hurt to do two or three during the show—one in the beginning, one in the middle, and one towards the end—because a lot of people don't see certain things because you're shadow banned so much." Beth Pool just donated fifty dollars to the show. God bless you, Beth, and thank you so very much. It's very, very—it's uh, I, I appreciate it more than you know. I really do. B.J. Hines, how you doing? Good to see you, uh, Lauren. Thank you very much. Phyllis from Florida, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, Deb from Illinois, God bless you. Russ Brisendine, been a while since I've seen you. How you doing, my friend? Darlene from Michigan, good to see you. I don't know if producer Eli is in the chat or not, but if he is, you can direct questions to him. He'll try to catch them. Um, Let's run over to Getter real quick because we got a good fan base over on Getter now. I wouldn't even call it a fan base anymore. I would call it an actual Getter family. Because Getter is the Twitter killer and Getter is better. We got a couple hundred people watching over there. So let's go over there and give some love to Nicole. Oh, how you doing? Leslie Lugo, good to see you, girl. Thank you very much. Roxy in Sacramento, California, big supporter of the show always has been. William from Western New York. Thomas, good to see you. Keith Day says, Southern California. God bless you, sir. Grounded Apparel is watching the show on Getter. Suzanne says I've been watching you since the here we go days too we've come a long way thank you Lord yes amen you are correct preach it girl LLC212 says you're spot on agree with you 100% Wolfheart says good morning the silver wolf 20 year old patriot how you doing it's nice to have a youngster in here and I appreciate it we have a lot of youngsters in here so a lot of Gen Zers that watch live from America sunflower judy from kansas says hi and one more let's give it to dixie from texas what a perfect texas name huh dixie what a beautiful name thank you for joining in and i appreciate it are you guys ready for the first and foremost section i know i am so let's slurp it up and let's get to it and i'm going to start it out with a boom ladies and gentlemen republican lawmakers in wisconsin have proposed new legislation To make it unconstitutional to accept private money to help administer elections. You hear that, Mark? You hear that, Mark Zuckerberg? I know it's hard to hear me because I'm not on the platform anymore, but I want to shout it out real loud. Hopefully the people that are still on Facebook are sharing this portion because your days of dumping Zuckerbucks into Wisconsin are over, my friend. Make it unconstitutional to accept private money to help administer elections. And I want to thank Michael Gableman, former state Supreme Court judge and now investigator of the 2020 elections, particularly when it comes to Mark Zuckerberg and the billions of dollars that he dumped into stealing this election. You're not going to be able to do that anymore, old Zucky. No, no, not in the state of Wisconsin anyway. And I know other states are going to follow suit. So thank you to Michael Gableman's investigation that led to this legislation. And this is what the fight was for. Everybody constantly says, when is something going to be done? When is something going to be done? But what a lot of those people that say that don't understand is something is being done as you're saying it. Something's being done as you're saying it. Now, I understand the reason why people are saying that because they want to see people in handcuffs. Nobody wants to see that more than I do. Trust me. I'm right there with you. But as far as nothing's being done, that couldn't be further from the truth. Because everything that you're doing every day, all the research you do every day, all the sharing of these stories that you do every day, all of the ammo that you become equipped with every single day that you talk to people about, that you educate people on, that you, that you uh, debate with lefties and people at work and people at your school or whatever, All of that has led to this, and that is election security laws happening in each and every one of these swing states and more. It's not just the swing states. We now have 21 states that have enacted almost 50 security laws when it comes to their elections in their state, and there's more coming, ladies and gentlemen. This is why we fight. This is why we've done what we've done this last year. Let's break into the story a little bit and and get down to the the brass tacks of what's going on. In April of 2021, emails released by Wisconsin Spotlight revealed an outside group, the Chicago-based Center for Tech and Civic Life. We covered this extensively last year, but I'm just kind of bringing everybody up to speed. And its partner activists handed out more than $8 million in election safety and security grants to major Democrat cities of Milwaukee, Madison, Green Bay, Kenosha, and Racine. Racine, Racine, I, I know I'm, I'm corrected on that quite a bit. The bulk of that, uh, of that $6.3 million, to be exact, was distributed as part of a contract between the center and each one of those cities that I had just mentioned. Since that time, mayors from at least two of these cities refused to sit down With Wisconsin elections investigator, retired Justice Michael Gableman, who will be on the show soon. I'm in talks with him now. And last month, Michael Gableman filed a suit in Waukesha, Wisconsin, to jail the Democrat mayors until they sit for deposition. Now, Wisconsin Republicans are proposing legislation to make it unconstitutional to accept grant money for administering elections. This is very, very bad news. For the Democrats, very bad news because it means they 're not going to be able to cheat three Republican state lawmakers yes uh, yesterday proposed the ban as an amendment to the state constitution, which could be put in front of voters to consider as soon as later this year, possibly next year. Democratic Governor Tony evers, <laughs> what a loser that guy is, would not be able to stop the amendment, which has to pass. Two consecutive sessions of the legislation and then a vote of the people. The amendment addresses a Republican complaint about grant money that came to Wisconsin in 2020 from the Mark Zuckerberg funded Center for Tech and Civic Life. This is why we fight, and I can guarantee you that that legislation is going to pass two consecutive sessions, and I'll guarantee you that that legislation also goes in front of the people for a vote, and I guarantee you the people of Wisconsin are going to vote the right way, because they want secure elections. Over half of the voters in this country do not believe that that, uh, Biden won the presidency. They don't believe it they don't believe it. So whether we, whether that we were always right or whether that we're, or whether we're wrong, a majority of the people do not believe that our elections are free and fair. So regardless of with, if I'm right, if Michael Gableman is right, if, uh, if governor Evers is right, if the Democrats are right, it doesn't matter. What only matters is the people do not have faith in their elections. And that is what all this is for. Now, Let's stay with Governor ever, uh, Evers and Wisconsin for a minute because Dem, uh, Democrat Governor Tony Evers has been panicking ever since the judge has ruled that the ballot drop boxes in Wisconsin are illegal. In January, Waukesha County Circuit Judge Judge Michael Bowen issued a, su- a summary judgment decision uh, banning the ballot drop boxes in the state of Wisconsin. Judge Bowen also banned illegal ballot harvesting in the state. The Wisconsin Election Commission, by the way, who five of the six should be in prison, issued memos to Wisconsin clerks in March and in August of 2020, encouraging the use of ballot boxes, saying that absentee ballots do not need to be mailed by the vote or by the voter or delivered by the voter in person to the municipal clerk, but instead could be dropped into drop boxes. According to the WEC, ballot drop boxes can be unstaffed temporary or permanent this advice was contrary to state law and we knew that then we knew that in the year that the election happened which is why i don't understand why a slate of electors was ever certified and sent to washington dc because we didn't even have to go through any forensic audit or any audit of any kind of ballot or images or envelopes or anything to understand that it was illegal in wisconsin to do this that was the law period So much like Pennsylvania, they just went around the law, circumvented the state legislature, made up their own law, and then illegally and fraudulently slated or certified a slate of electors, which was completely wrong. Saying absentee ballots do not need to be mailed by the voter or delivered by the voter in person. Yes, we got that. This advice was contrary to state law because in January, Judge Bowen put an end to this illegal practice. This new ruling is very disturbing to Wisconsin Democrats because on Wednesday, Governor Tony Evers sent a very panicked fundraising letter attacking Republicans for eliminating drop boxes in Wisconsin. That's how you know he's scared for his life. Check this out. Jim, for the most of my life, no matter where someone stood on the political spectrum, I used to be I used to be able to assume that almost everyone I met agreed that here in America, folks should have the right and ability to vote and make their voice heard. Sadly, in 2022, I can no longer say that. Oh, cry me a river, loser. A radical, well-funded special interest group and my opponent, Rebecca Klee Fish, both filed lawsuits with the goal of banning absentee ballot drop boxes in the state of Wisconsin. A judge took their side by ruling to ban absentee drop boxes, even worse, a group of her close advisors and donors were caught trying to send fake electors to swing the 2020 election <laughs> against the will of the voters. This is his this is his crybaby panicked letter that he sent. Only somebody who understands that they're never going to be able to cheat like that ever again would cry like that and send that kind of letter. He's screwed. The Democrats in Wisconsin are screwed and they know it, and they know it, so big shout out to everybody in Wisconsin, let's keep up the fight, before I move on to Arizona, because we have some stuff to talk about with Arizona election security laws as well, let me just ask you this, for all you Democrats who watch this show, because I know there's plenty, for all you trolls who watch this show, because I know there's plenty, I would, I would like to start a discussion with a question, Can you name me one person in this country who does not have the right or the ability to vote for a president, for a senator, for a congressman, for a state governor, for a state house member, or for a state senate, or for that matter, even local elections? Please, 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 please give me a name. Don't tell me a group. Don't label black people can't vote. They don't have IDs. That's racist. Don't bring uh, racism into our conversation if we're going to have an intelligent debate. Name me a person so that I can interview them and ask them why they could not vote. Don't tell me that it's black people. Don't tell me that it's Asian people. Don't tell me that it's white people. Don't tell me that it's poor people. Don't tell me that it's rich people. Don't tell me anything about a characteristic of a person. Give me one name of a person who could not vote in the 2020 election, and I will hold my breath and wait. Unbelievable, isn't it? Nobody can give you a single name of somebody who was not allowed to vote. They only can say, those people, these people, them people, pronoun, uh, give me a name or sit down and shut your mouth, period. Moving on, Arizona. Senator Sonny Borelli in Arizona and Senator, Senator Wendy Rogers have been killing it. If it wasn't for Sonny Borelli, Mark Fincham, Wendy Rogers, and yes, even Karen Fan and others, Arizona would not have led the way with a forensic audit, and they wouldn't be leading the way now with passing election security laws. Sonny Borelli says, Now's the time. This is what you call prevention, he said. And we all know, whether it's business or life, it's better to prevent. Bad things from happening, and look at things proactively rather than reactively. The Arizona State Senate appropriations uh, appropriations passes Senate Bill 1120, ballot fraud countermeasures, paper and ink. Let's read through this. Son, uh, State Senator Sonny Borelli's uh, Senate Bill 1120 to add ballot counter fraud measures to Arizona's elections passed through the Senate Appropriations Committee Tuesday along party lines. Last Monday, it was reported that this bill, along with six more critical election integrity bills in the Senate Government Committee meeting, Democrats did not vote for a single one of these election integrity uh, measures. Why do you think that is? Now, wouldn't all of us say, whether you're Democrat or Republican, that we want free fair, and absolute secure elections. We know that the Democrats want to say that because they're already trying to sow doubt in the 2022 elections, which haven't even happened yet. But they didn't want to vote for any of these election integrity measures for some reason. I wonder why. If passed in full, which it will be, Senate Bill 1120 will require counties to use standardized ballots with 19 different security features, including a holographic design and watermarks. The new ballots will also have QR codes that enable voters to track their votes using their smartphone. Democrats don't think that the, Arizo- uh, the Arizonans can afford the ballots that cost 25 cents apiece. The cost of all ballots across the state would only be a fraction of the $3 million Zucker bucks, three million million worth of Zucker bucks received by Maricopa County alone to fix the 2020 election. So don't give us that crap. $0.25 cents is a lot cheaper than what they just had to pay for an audit, said Sonny Borelli. In yesterday's consideration of S, uh, Senate Bill 1120, State Senator Sonny Borelli read a quote from Kamala Harris's Twitter page where she demands paper ballots and secure elections. That happened, folks. I'm going to show you Kamala Harris's tweet right now. This was from September 5th of 2019. Cackling Kamala Harris in all of her ignorance and stupidity said this shouldn't be this should be a controversial statement. The United States must embrace hand-marked paper ballots. As she retweets an NPR um, tweet that was probably posted by Sven from NPR. So she said it, and Sonny Borelli went ahead and read that tweet during the committee hearing. I love throwing their words right back in their faces. I really do. Senator Borelli continued on the importance of the ballot security and the price of our freedom, saying this, there's a lot of disinformation out there by the media, spreading disinformation. Okay, so we heard testimony in the government committee, and I heard these witnesses that were actually doing the work at the audit, counting every single piece of paper. We're talking 1,500 volunteers of Maricopa County citizens, irregardless of what party. They had, um, they had them all mixed, Republican, Democrat, Independent, Green, Purple, whatever it was. They had everybody, every mix, every match, or every mix match. And all they wanted to do was get to the truth. But then when they're picking up a ballot and they're saying, this, this piece of paper I can definitely tell is a ballot. And they're seeing other ballots with different types, different textures of paper, and they could tell it's not on the by law ballot, a certain type of paper that the printer is contracted to print. What he's saying there, just to give you context, is that while this audit was going on from people from all different parts of, of the uh, all different parties, different religions, everything different color. All of them said, why are we why are we picking up multiple different kind of ballots here? When state law says it's supposed to be printed on just these ballots, just this type of paper, what is happening? That is why we've done what we've done this last year. The reason why we fought so hard, the reason why we have go through this day in and day out, the reason why I'm on the phone and researching hours out of the day every day is to make sure that not only are we keeping up with what these state legislatures are actually doing, but pushing them to do the right thing as well. And if it wasn't for each one of you, all 6,000 people watching the show right now, this stuff wouldn't have happened. So I personally want to thank you for engaging in this fight with me over the last year, and I knew it was going to be one hell of a fight. I really did. Now, you have heard me talk on this show many times that if a country wanted to destroy itself from the inside, or if you wanted to destroy a country as big and as powerful as the United States of America. Hold on, somebody call this to Jeremy's attention. What are we talking about? What are we talking about here? I'm sorry, I just seen something in the comment thread, and I want to stop. Jeremy, who makes and produces the ballots? Are they honest people? Well, it's supposed to be uh, the state itself. The state's supposed to um, contract people to, to uh, print these ballots, and it's supposed to be very specific. So Secretary of State's office, I would assume. I'm just trying to see what people wanted to bring to my attention. I apologize. When do the 1 million trucks converge on D.C.? Well, there's going to be a change in that. There's going to be a change in that. And that's why we're having um, civil rights attorney Lee Dundas on tonight. Because, uh, well, we'll talk about all that tonight. Anyway, I didn't see what you guys were talking about, so I'm going to move on um, with the story. So I've been telling you that if you wanted to take down a country, or if a country was going to take itself down from the inside out, all they had to do was follow Joe Biden's blueprint. All they had to do was follow the blueprint that's being put together by the Biden administration, not Biden himself. He can't even walk anymore. He looks worse day by day. He looks absolutely terrible, and we're going to look at a video of that in a minute. However, if you wanted to take down a country this size, this important, this huge, with a military this big, the blueprint to do it is exactly what Joe Biden, his administration, and what Obama and what Hillary all wanted to do. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the president of El Salvador is asking the same exact thing. He asked if the destruction of the United States is actually being done intentionally. This is him right here. President of El Salvador, President Nayib Bukili, tweeted out on Monday wondering if there is a deliberate plan to destroy the United States of America from within. Quote, is there a deliberate plan to destroy the United States of America from within? Why are the authorities and some of the media not even commenting on these things, he said? Why are they letting their beautiful cities rot, he tweeted? And then he also tweeted pictures of empty shelves in America. His comment was in a response to a New York Post report on empty shelves at a Rite Aid in New York City and that the store will be closing soon due to shoplifters. America was once a great country, but the left's acceptance of crime, destruction, uh, and the destruction of our cities and attacks on police have resulted in the most homicides in several United States cities in 2021 and spilling over to 2022 democrat officials continue to allow looters to run wild and crime to skyrocket in new york and elsewhere after the criminals are caught and arrested charges are reduced to misdemeanors and the thieves are back on the streets in less than 24 hours to steal again and in california they're not even getting arrested Thanks to Democrats and Joe Biden's devastating policies, the U.S. inflation measurement has reached its highest level in decades since the early 1980s. So let's stop talking about tearing down the country just for a second, because inflation is part of that. And let's talk about inflation for a minute. Now, normally, like in the 1980s, you can raise interest rates, the Fed can raise interest rates, and that will get you out of this jam. That will stop the bleeding of inflation, and it will start to bring inflation back down. We can't do that in 2022. You cannot raise interest rates high enough to do that in 2022. Why? Because of our debt. Because our debt has reached over $30 trillion. And when you have debt that high, there is no possible way that you can raise interest raise the interest rates of of, of the borrower to get yourself out of that. It's never going to work. It's never going to work because you have a small window of which you can entice people to borrow money or people go, I'm not borrowing anything. So the Biden administration, because of their ridiculously stupid and ignorant policies, as it pertains to the economy, have put us in a, in a position right now where you're about to see the downfall of the American economy as we know it. Now, will that take us down to a third world country? No, no. Fed just prints money anyway. That's why we're in this mess. We're in this mess because of broke back Biden. We're in this mess because of the trillions of dollars, the six trillion to be exact, that they've thrown at COVID relief. That's why we're here to begin with. You cannot raise the interest rates high enough to get us out of the mess of inflation because of the debt. So we're screwed six ways from Sunday. The only thing that is going to get us out of this hole is Job creation. The only way to have job creation is to stop the bleeding at the southern border so Americans can actually have these jobs, cut through the red tape, deregulate all this crap again that the Biden, uh, Biden administration put back in place after Trump left, bring these companies back, force these companies to do their business here, just like Trump did. Trump already gave you the blueprint how to get out of a situation. And in four years with fighting everything else, Russia, Obama, Schiff, Pelosi, COVID, he was able to do it. And you, gotta have, you, gotta have to, you have to ask yourself why. Why was he able to do it? Because he already gave you the blueprint. It's that easy. The Biden administration and the left was so hell-bent on getting away from Trump so much that they put our country into a, into a, uh, a downward spiral. And now the president of El Salvador is asking the same thing that I've been saying here for the last six months. If you want to destroy a country, all you have to do is do exactly what Biden is doing. It's not going to work forever. It's not going to work forever, especially now with all this. They didn't expect us to fight back like this, folks. They just didn't. They didn't. That's the plain and simple truth. They did not expect us to fight back like this. Let's move on to that. Well, you know what? You know what? I want to go ahead right now. Let's just go ahead and give the dumb, dumb award. Let's give the dumb, dumb award to the Biden administration and all the lefties who seriously don't know anything about economics. How do you not know the simplest of things? Everyone here that's a homeowner, everybody here that has a family, we all know this stuff at a, scaling it down to a household level. We know this stuff. So why don't they know this stuff? If you voted for Biden, you owe me gas money, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a Biden hat. Um, I'm sorry, but need to. Uh, I can't read that. Sorry, let's move on. I try to read your guys' comments as they're going, but they just go too fast. I can't read them. Now, I want to show you a video from yesterday of Biden. And I want you to tell me, we all know that he's been in deteriorating health. Okay, I don't think you offended anyone. We thought you needed to get a message to Jeremy. Okay, sorry guys. I, I don't see everything that's going on. I want to play this video for you and I want you to see how incredibly bad he looks. Some sound on this video here. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> First of all, where's your mask? Oh, that's right. She had to tell you to put your mask on. Look at him like a little child. Ooh, I got to put my mask on. That was was Klobuchar. That was Amy Klobuchar who said, put your mask on, Biden. Oh, got to put my mask on. Oh, take it off for a minute so I can spit all over the place. Now watch this. Watch how feeble. Look at this. Look at this. Look how absolutely frail he looks and terrible he looks. He can't remember anything. He can't walk without help. He doesn't know where he's supposed to go. So he has to have his puppeteer, Jill, who should be brought up on charges of elderly abuse, lead the way. Is that supposed to scare anybody? Is that supposed to stop any kind of war whatsoever when we have somebody that weak, that frail, and that terrible? Do you see how bad he looked? And his his mental... Uh, health is, is de- uh, deteriorating so fast that he's, he's just angry or whispering. He's just angry rrr, 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 or he's folks, folks, folks. Folks, I just don't know. what. I just don't know. what. Look, politically, we can have differences all day long. I get it. Politically, we can have differences until the cows come home. But as an American, we can't have that as a leader. We just can't. We just can't have that. And we can't have Kamala either. I don't care. Put another Democrat in there. You guys stole the election anyway. We're coming back for it. While there is still time that he's still there, throw somebody else in there that at least has a brain, that at least has a functioning brain, because you're killing us. You're killing the image of the United States of America. You're killing the reputation of the United States of America. And again, you have to ask yourself, are they that stupid? No. So they must be doing it on purpose. Must be doing it on purpose. All right. I want to go to people who are actually fighting for their freedom, and I want to go to people who are actually fighting for their country, and that is Canada. Let's go to an update on what's going on with the Canadian truckers, with the convoy, with the roadblock uh, in Alberta, Ottawa, and so on and so forth. Okay? Now, ladies and gentlemen, the police are actually taking their stand And threatening to arrest every single person that's out there, tow their trucks, get rid of them by force if that's the case. And they're doing it because they're saying that they're violating Canadian law by blocking the border and it's a national security risk. Let's go and play this video of these cops threatening to arrest every single trucker and let's listen to the trucker's response Followed by a video of farmers finally saying, "You know what? We're joining the truckers and blowing through that barricade." Check this out. You have the
0: option. You rather come in with strong arm, no negotiations? Yeah, exactly. That, that's, thats it. more important than, than everyone else. That's not an
1: option. You say you want to take us by force? You can try.
0: Hey. hey, hey, Hey! no, no, no. I will be, I'll be 100% clear. Every single one of us that is a member of the RCMP and that is working together with us today wants the very last thing to be the use of force. We agree. We do not want that at all. Absolutely. We don't want to seize a single truck. Amen. We don't want to put anybody's livelihood in jeopardy. Agree. That is the very last resort. But we've been told that this has to come to an end but them, we are, are the ones that are going to have to do this job just like you're the ones that have to do we can't do our job we can't,
1: job. We, can't we can't
0: do our job because of what the big wigs are saying saying and doing we need you to rise up as well you need to say this is enough you've done it for two years doctors, as, as you cannot agree it needs to end I would very much like to see the pandemic come to an end. Then help us. Then help us. We're asking for help. Because this is no longer a pandemic, it's a pandemic So so the message was, it's time to move. You're invited to come and move on your own. And you're invited to stand with us as well. And Amen. as that takes place... It won't be taking place. Boom. The other officers that are moving into position now are going to start taking enforcement action. That, that's fine. That's okay. Okay. So if you are of the mind that you will be placed under arrest and your truck seized, that sort of thing, I guess the next best thing is to go out there and present yourself. Really We're here. Well, yeah. you're threatening
1: us. I, I just I, you have you the option. All, right, all right, all right, all right, shut that down. Okay, so. Now, that, now here's the thing, folks. Everybody's saying that we as people need to find out or need to decide which side of history we want to be on. Which side of history do we want to place ourselves on? I would put it on these police officers. These police officers have an opportunity right now to be on the right side of history. These law enforcement agents, whether they're local or whether they're sent there by the federal government up there, they need to decide, do I want to be a brown shirt? Or do I want to be somebody who protects the citizens of my country? It's really up to the police. The ball is in the court of the law enforcement officers. Which side of history do you want to be on? That's the question. Now, let's go to another video where it's showing a massive amount of unity in the country of Canada because now it's not only tow truck drivers who are joining the convoy but it's farmers and farmers are bringing out their big tractors and they are making a way through the police barricade because the police are trying to shut them off from resources money fuel food they want to literally arrest every single one of them they've blocked they've they've done a blockade watch this video of farmers and truckers blowing through that blockade there's just not enough police force there to do anything about it, and that's what I've been waiting for. This kind of, this kind of a rise up against tyrannical globalist governments like Justin Trudeau, like Joe Biden, like Russia, like um, North Korea, like China. They're all part of the same group, every one of them. There's a uniparty in America, and there's a a uniparty globalist as well. Some
4: pretty big news, everyone. So that U.S.-Canada border blockade in between Alberta and Montana. So trucks are lined up, as far as the eye can see, blocking the border. Uh, And they've all parked there and told everyone they're going to camp out just like... They're doing it as part of this uh, overall Freedom Convoy protest. Uh, The police have set up barricades on the highways uh, to block people from getting through they apparently have been trying to get tow trucks to come in and help remove uh the vehicles well guess what looks like the tow trucks showed up uh, but they're not gonna help they refuse to help the authorities and they're joining in oh oh and it gets even better it gets even better the farmers are joining the protest as well And so they weren't gonna take any of this crap and they broke right through the police barricade to join the truckers in solidarity. Check this out. This is phenomenal. The police are powerless to do anything about it.
3: There they go.
1: Farmers blowing through with their tractors. I love it. Get out of the way. We're coming through, baby. And you can't stop us. I love it.
3: And the coop.
1: Excuse us. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Oh, you threw it I love it. Again, ladies and gentlemen, the police need to decide what side of history they want to be on. If I was an officer, I can tell you right now the side of the history that I would want to be on is right there with my people. There's nothing they can do. They don't have the resources. They don't have the manpower. They don't have it here in America either. We are the majority. We have the power. And I just want to say how incredible it is that our neighbors to the north are actually sending us a reminder of how to be brave, how to be courageous, how to be free. And I have a feeling that you're going to experience a rebirth of Canada as well as a rebirth of America. (laughs) And it's going to be a year of restoration, healing, and rebirth. And I am so excited to watch it all happen. Uh, You know what? We got to go ahead and do it. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's give the Smarty Award of the day today to the Canadian Trucker Convoy and all the people that are rising up in Canada. Thank you very much. I love you all. I know we got a lot of people who watch live from America and Canada. I got a lot of friends who have moved to the United States from Canada to get away from that hellhole under Justin Trudeau, who's definitely uh, definitely a disaster up there for the Canadians. Thank you for giving us courage again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, CNN stopped their death ticker uh, as soon as President Trump lo- left Washington, D.C. That was their favorite thing. CNN, well, actually, their, their favorite thing is to actually um, force themselves sexually on other people in the workplace and children as it is a sexual brothel and a house of ill repute as it comes to sleeping with children. However, their second favorite thing to do was to trash Trump. Why? Same reason they're trashing Joe Rogan right now. Ratings, ladies and gentlemen. They're nothing more than the National Enquirer on steroids sleeping with children. That's what CNN is. But remember when they had that death ticker up there? Well, if you'll notice, if you'll notice, they have a ticker up there again. But it's not a death ticker. No, 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 no. It is a hospitalization ticker. That's what it is. It's a hospitalization ticker. And why do they have that up? Well, ladies and gentlemen, they have it up because they want you to fear everything. Fear, mass hysteria, all of it. That's what they want they want to control the narrative they want to control everything they want to continue to the emergency powers they want to continue passing COVID relief bills so that they can enrich the people that are involved in this the lobbyists the pharmaceutical companies everything so they decided to put up a ticker again but this ticker has been hospitalizations they want you to think that the Omicron variant and COVID is running so rampant that everybody needs to go to the hospital thank you to James O'Keefe and Project Veritas folks because we're about to expose something else and that that is the COVID inflation of hospitalizations, all fake, all phony, just like the death numbers that uh, they tried to show us to begin with when COVID first started happening. Jo- Here's the latest from Project Veritas, folks.
5: I'm Stag. I am a nurse with, or was a nurse with United Healthcare uh, Community and State Plan of Louisiana. I've been seeing some uh, cases come over that um, were coded as COVID-19 that I felt should not have been coded as COVID-19. I've had a couple where it was like scheduled vaginal deliveries or um, car wrecks. That wasn't their reason for going to the hospital. The only way they're gonna show up on my census is if COVID is their primary diagnosis. I don't wanna say it's fraud and abuse, but I mean, should I be reporting stuff like that or just letting it go?
1: We are finding, you know, people as we work them up who are COVID positive and they had no inclination to even know mm-hmm. they might be positive. That's never my number one code in that situation.
5: My name is Jean Stagg. I am a nurse with, or was a nurse with United Healthcare. All right, uh, let's go to the next and state video. Plan of Louisiana. The I've next been one. seeing some. Uh... This is Zucker. I'm a journalist with Project oh, Veritas. Oh I mean, yes. She... My name is Jean Stagg. And I thought that they got reimbursed at Medicare rate instead of Medicaid rate. Thank you. I mean, Medicare rate would be significantly higher than Medicaid, oh, right? Yes.
1: Yeah.
5: This is actually a health plan advisory. They have amended it multiple times. And this is basically telling them that all utilization management for all medical hospitalizations, including but not limited to initial service authorizations and concurrent reviews must be suspended. Now, this is not specific to COVID-19. This is every single hospital admission. We're not allowed to do medical necessity review. So it gives the hospitals free reign to admit anything they want, code it however they want, keep the patients in the hospital as long as they want, and we're not gonna deny anything. And I thought that they got so what you guys think at of the Medicare rate instead of...
1: What do you guys think of that? It's nothing new, right? We all knew this was happening. We all knew they were inflating the death numbers, and now they're inflating the hospitalization numbers because it's dying. This should be good news for all of you. This last video from Co- uh, from um, Project Veritas, this should be good news for all of you. All of you should be absolutely, incredibly happy um, because the fact that COVID is dying. They're trying to hang on to anything they can. So uh, Shelley Shelly Rose, Kathleen Cullen, frontline doctor, put up the phone number there, grab that number for ivermectin. I actually did see that she needed help. I grabbed her information. I saw you guys put it up there. I, I screenshot it, but the phone number that you're going to need that I'm just going to give you anyway is right there. So please get that phone number to her so she can get that ivermectin. I'm just talking about what's going on in the comment threads, folks. So, Project Veritas out there doing it again uh, and and exposing everything that needs to be exposed. Now, when you lose the left, when you lose the left, you've lost it all. And you're starting to see that. Not only with people like Bill Maher, but you're seeing it across the board. COVID's almost done, folks. By midterms uh, 2022, you will not hear another thing about COVID. I mean, you'll still hear about it, but everything won't be shut down. Everybody won't be saying you need a COVID vaccine to come in. All that stuff is going to go out the window. Mark my words. But here is Bill Maher talking about the left and how incredibly out of control they really are. Like I said, when you lose this guy and you've lost centrists like Joe Rogan, it's over with. It's been over with. But what about liberals? You know,
2: the high information by the science people. In a recent Gallup survey, Democrats did much worse than Republicans in getting the right answer to the fundamental question, what are the chances that someone who gets COVID will need to be hospitalized? The answer is between 1 and 5%. That's it. 41% of Democrats thought it was over 50%. Another 28% put the chances at 20 to 49. So almost 70% of Democrats are wildly off on this key question and also have a greatly exaggerated view of the danger of covid 2 and the mortality rate among children all of which explains why today the states with the highest share of schools that are still closed are all blue states Mm -hmm. so if the right-wing media bubble has to own things like climate change denial shouldn't liberal media have to answer for How did your audience wind up believing such a bunch of crap about COVID?
1: Amen. What about liberals? Amen. What about them? He's right. He's right, folks. This is something that uh, we've been talking about for quite a while here. And it's nice to see people like Bill Maher wake up and actually scold the liberals that he so claims to be the king of. Like I said, when you lose the left and centrists like Joe, it's over with. It's over with. Now they're going to try to say there's another variant. Tony Fauci is going to come out in about a month and say, oh, uh, folks, there is a new variant on the rise, and it's probably the most deadly and fastest spreading variant of all time. Now is not the time to be taking off your mask. Now is not the time to be listening to Senator Rand Paul and people like Joe Rogan. With all due respect, I am science. You're going to hear that in about a month. Pay no attention to it. It's all garbage. It's all garbage. All right, folks. <laughs> I want to la- end the show with a laugh. It's always good to end a news show with a laugh. But before we end the news show with a laugh, I do want to tell you two things. Number one, the lady you're about to see in the next video Mike Lindell has just filed a lawsuit against her and the January 6th committee. We're going to talk about that on tonight's show. Also, if you are still going to mypillow.com and you're still taking advantage of those huge, big sales, make sure you use that promo code LFA so you can get a free book with any purchase. Okay? There's a lot more than pillows there. You guys might want to check them out. Here we go, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the last video of the day. Get ready to smile. So, Bobby's brain is really far away. Every time he saw you walking summer, the teleprompter tells him what he wants to say. <laughs> As he sees a girl sixty years younger, he just wants to lie to you tonight. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah.
1: He don't want to tell the truth tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So he's got 81 million fancy. That's the truth. And he likes to read from his note
1: cash. Yep. You know he won't do his MC for you. Nope. He only wants to keep Hunter out of trouble. That's right. He just wants to lie to you.
2: Tonight.
1: <laughs> he don't want to tell the truth. Tonight! <laughs> <laughs> the reason why that's so funny is because that's exactly how she talks. <laughs> oh, how often do you laugh when you leave a news show? Anyway, folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh, so stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. If you find value in the show, please go to JeremyHarrell.com, check it all out. Please consider becoming a monthly donor. We're over 80% of our way back. I would like to thank the Rumble Rant donors today, and I'd also like to give a big, huge shout out um, to... B. Kangle 2000 who donated also $150 today on Rumble Rants. And for everybody else, I thank you so very much. I'll see you tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, for more Live from America. And remember, got Lee Dundas, civil rights attorney, Lee Dundas, coming on the show tonight. You're not going to want to miss that, folks. God bless you. Keep your families tight. Spread the gospel. And I'll see you tonight. Thank you very much for joining in today. Please remember to share. God bless. of America.